Hello and welcome to another episode of I've Never Seen the OC. We are on Season 3, Episode 5, The Perfect Storm. The film The Perfect Storm came out in 2000, and this came out in 2005. Fun fact! Who's in The Perfect Storm again? Is it Mel Gibson, or have I totally made that up? I always get Mel Gibson and Russell Crowe confused, but I'm sure it's one of them. I just Mel Gibson's Braveheart, is it him? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) moving swiftly on. One of those generic male actors that do well. They're doing well, you know. George Clooney, maybe? I don't know. They're, they all kind of like the same. Yeah. Anyway, hi, <laughs> welcome. Hello. <laughs> I thought that was a good fact to start us off uh, yeah. because when I saw this title, I was like, "Oh, it must be like something to do with the perfect storm, like the film, right? Similar time, similar vibes." And lo and behold, there's a lot of lot of boat jokes mm-hmm. in this episode. I have some housekeeping. I'm intrigued. We have a birthday in the. OC family and the OC community. It's actually going to be late by the time this oh, podcast man. goes out, but you know, story of my life. Uh, the darling Lexi, one of our American listeners who's been a firm fan from the start, a huge Marissa fan, turned 30 last week. Oh, the big 3 0. Happy birthday, Lexi. <laughs> Welcome to the club, pal. It's a good club to be in. It is. Um, but she was messaging me, telling me about how she loves um, episode four, the Forever Young song as well, and that mm. little scene. So happy birthday, Lexi. Hope you had a good one. Here's to another 365 days round the sun. Is that right? 365 days? Yeah. Yeah. Say it with yeah. confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go and hears and then like play forever young or something i was like we doing songs shout out <laughs> do, do requests oh my god we should that'd be a cute feature if you haven't listened to this podcast before we're normally a lot more succinct in our intros they're not quite as weird as this normally um but we're actually recording a bit later at night than usual so and later, later in, in the week, week than usual <laughs> i have wine jean has wine it's fine it's fine it's thursday it's fine <laughs> It's almost Friday, guys. We're all, we're all going to be okay. Yes, we are. I've never seen the OC. I'm Heather. I have never seen the OC. I'm Jane. I have seen the OC many times. And yeah, we chat through each episode and talk about the highs and lows of Newport Beach. Uh, a lot of weird lows in this episode. Mm. A lot of weird, weird lows. Anyway, um, do you have any other business? Anything you want to bring up? No, good to go. Just ready no. to jump right into previously on the OC. Previously. What happened last time on the OC? What didn't? Um, Taylor and Daniel Mead, aka the Dean, are shagging. Which, it's, if, if you want to know our reaction, we talked about it a lot in the last episode. We had a lot to say on that. Um, Julie's broke. Um, she's staying, we think, at the Mermaid Inn, but she's definitely been kicked out of her big fancy mansion. Uh, creepy Charlotte has a plan to rob Kirsten of her money or schemer her money. She's going to scheme the princess of the OC, as she called her. Yeah. Um, Kirsten's selling the Newport group. She's made that decision. She's going to be a... Kirsten's going to become a housewife. And Marissa's making new pals, she isn't is. she? She's got Casey and Johnny and Chelly at Newport. Chin- yep. And then we had the little <laughs> flashback to... Psycho Ryan. Oh, yeah, because he went mental at Johnny, didn't he? Yeah. And then, do you know what I liked in the flashback, though? It was like three sort of Taylor segments, but it was like Taylor Townsend, Taylor Townsend, Taylor Townsend. And then a flashback to Ryan battering the Dean as well, because we can't forget that. (laughs) Yeah, we can't forget that. That's very important. The reason he was kicked out of Harbour School is because he punched a teacher in the face, which, considering you are a teacher, we cannot advocate on this podcast. No, No. definitely not. Do not punch your teachers. Don't try at home. Yeah, Taylor is a dick. That's, I feel like that's what that synopsis really brought to life. Yeah, Taylor is an absolute penis. Anyway, this opening scene is Kirsten cooking breakfast 
And it's adorable. Like, I would love to have woken up to that fancy, fancy meal. Why are they horrified? Why would they pick a bagel over or see, like horrified there's no cereal or bagel, but they're getting their breakfast put down to them? Right? And it looks good. Like, it's not like it's burnt. It's not like it's, like, it looks good. Apart from that weird jelly. I yeah, what sure was that? Was. It just looked like an orange what is jelly. Orange that's jelly? Been... I'm not into French cuisine, really. So, mm, no, I don't see. I don't actually like Eggs Benedict. I don't like the sauce. Mm, but I still, like the it's the, the thought that counts, isn't it? Yeah. It um, looks fancy AF. It does. And um, did you notice that Seth made that cooking with Kirsten? Joke yeah, I was like, week? it's catching on. And I was like, this is just totally embedded in my subconscious. <laughs> and here it is, reading its head 15 <laughs> years <Kirsten>. later. <laughs> Um, but Sandy addresses the fact that it smells fancy. He wants a bagel, but uh, can you imagine? Right, just you have slaved away making <laughs> breakfast for your your husband, and he comes in and he's like, "Oh, that smells great!" But I'm just going to grab a bagel and go. You set your arse down. Yeah, you right I don't care. <laughs> Cancel your meetings. You're eating. Yeah. And then they're interrupted by the phone ringing and, of course, it's Dr. Kim. Remember her? She's kind of faded into the background with this whole Dean business, hasn't she? Yeah, so I'm guessing she must be the head teacher and he's just a disciplined guy. Sandy goes and has this conversation with Dr. Kim and the boys seem to think that it's going to be bad news. And then Sandy returns to say that, yes, Ryan can attend the college fair yeah there's no reason why i can't and they'll all go together they'll all go together but then we find out that the dean has arranged for this transcript to be attached to ryan's record which describes his pathological behavior and unless this is rescinded no school will touch a kid like ryan so yeah I mean, Kirsten does make a valid point. Like, Ryan really does need to control his temper. Yeah. Like, that, that's a lesson he needs to work on. But yeah, he's not pathological. It's not like he's out killing cats. Like, he's not, you know, potentially going to become a serial killer. Like, he just needs to stop punching people. Yep. Worst things he could be doing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let's say it with confidence. There are worse <laughs> things he could be doing. <laughs> I really like this scene with the girls getting ready and putting their makeup on. It was cute. As a short person with tall friends, I was like, this is cute. I did think it was cute, but did you see at the start of it, we got another view of Summer's insane house. Yeah. And then cut to the two of them fighting over a tiny mirror. Like, where's Why your phone lens? Where's yeah. your ensuite? Where's the bathroom mirror? But yeah, and why it was is cute. all Summer's... Uh, not Summer. Why is all Marissa's stuff hanging in Summer's room? Surely... Surely they have a spare room. Well, if they don't, then maybe it's not actually Summer's full house. Like maybe it looks like a large house from the outside, but there's various houses in it. I sincerely doubt it, but I'm trying to think of some reason maybe. here. <laughs> Although it was another gals doing makeup scene. Gals do makeup because that's all we do, yeah. guys. We just put makeup on all the time. I actually, Ali and I went out for a walk at lunchtime and it was absolutely pissing it down. But, like, you know, that kind of rain that's just like a spray, like a constant spray. And then your and hair I could literally terrible. feel, yeah. Well, I could literally feel the like rain, like just like sliding off my face. It was so wet. Ugh. So I did that really like adult thing where I like was like, I wear my raincoat, fine. But like I tucked my fringe up into my hat. I tucked all my hair back. So I basically looked like a giant thumb in a raincoat. But I was like, I don't care. It's lunchtime. No one's going to see me. It's fine. Walked past these two girls who honestly were more done up than I would be going to a wedding. And I was like, why? You're literally walking around the park. Why? And now I just feel like a thumb. Uh, yeah, I've noticed been out walks at the weekend, seeing people in considerably large groups, given the time. Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment, but lots of judgment. Totally done up. I'm like, how can you be bothered? My enthusiasm for, yeah. actually, my enthusiasm for doing anything at the moment is like <laughs> negative numbers, yeah. but plastering on foundation is definitely not, not on my list. The priorities, no. No. But yeah, it's very cute. They're talking about how much they're going to miss each other. And Summer's trying to convince Marissa to go to the college fair as well, which was a bit like, bad idea, Summer. I like that she's concerned about her friend's future, though. That's good. Yeah. But also Marissa being pretty savvy about the situation, saying that she's that college isn't on her radar, she's homeless, she's going to public school, and she's totally broke. Yeah. Um, which were then interrupted by 
Julie calling to give us an update. A very fabulous looking Julie. <laughs> she looks great, you know doesn't how, she? You know how I feel about a hat, particularly <gasps> an oversized hat. And she's wearing like a turquoise, yeah, a turquoise uh, sun hat. She looks great. And she's asking her to stay a bit longer at Summers and promises her lunch at the elusive at your favorite club. yeah, at the, yeah. the place yeah, to be <laughs> then, um, <laughs> i love the only thing i've written down for this scene is she looks great that's literally all i've got <laughs> she looks well she looks great followed by the police officer <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> arresting that guy <laughs> practically trips over the top of her and then you've got it like coming out and you get to see how gross her surroundings are and the gross pool and yeah poor julie it actually really looks like a hotel i stayed in in vegas like (laughs) it could actually be the same place (laughs) grim lovely right as an english teacher i'm sure you will have beef with this um, next scene taylor is texting the dean that is not the thing i'm gonna say you're gonna have beef with the fact that she is texting him saying you're so naughty but naughty spent spelt n-a-w-t-y what the f- what well, is that about do you know this is actually a word that i have used more times than i'd care to admit reason being there's this joe wicks recipe and it's called like something to the effect of naughty chicken and chorizo and that's the only way I can remember the actual recipe because it has naughty spelt like that and no one <laughs> other than other wrong. than Joe Wicks and Taylor Townsend would spell Ugh. naughty in that way. But yeah, it's gross. Imagine if Taylor Townsend and uh, Joe, Wicks Joe Wicks were in cahoots. She's really got that world domination if she yeah. is though, because he is everywhere. <laughs> he is, he is. But yeah, she's on her bejeweled sidekick. Now, I don't remember as soon as she like produced this... Stephen was saying, oh, remember them sidekicks? I thought a sidekick was a shot. That's the only... Do you remember those sidekicks? Yeah, I remember those side... Yeah, I remember those kind of sidekicks. I don't remember... I remember that style of flip phone, though. The one that flipped and was like landscape rather than Mm -hmm. portrait. But I don't remember the brand sidekick. But did that preempt the the Burberry? Blackberry? Blackberry, that's the one. Not Burberry, (laughs) that is a fashion brand. Yeah. I just can tell I was a Nokia gal. Yeah. Clearly, I didn't have one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if it was just an American thing. But yeah, she is. She has a really creepy smile as well. It's horrid. I didn't think her acting was particularly great here as well because she kind of laughs, but she laughs and like puts her. No, she doesn't. She pretends to be shocked and she like puts her hand over her mouth to gasp. Like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, stop. Uh, yeah, it. It's trying to be Ugh. too coy. It's horrid. And then Summer is watching her from a distance looking like she's getting more and more raging and then Seth comes over uh, yeah this is where we yeah. find out that Seth doesn't believe her yeah um, talk but, about gaslighting yeah but I thought Summer was quite funny although when Seth said yeah you saw it in the middle of her rage blackout <laughs> I do like the references <laughs> to Summer like losing it it's funny it is funny um, but she's very adamant that she saw what she saw and uh, Summer goes to recon by following her about, which I feel in a school following someone is not a very discreet thing nah. to do. <laughs> she's caught out quite quickly, hasn't she? Yeah. But over to the other school, Ryan is at um, Newport Union, even though he categorically does not go to that school. But Does he sure. ever homeschool? Clearly does, not. And how, again, the distance between this i get the impression that newport unions may be on the outskirts a bit further in yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah does ryan never go homeschool who knows but he's gonna have lunch with the gang which is pretty cute yeah Um, i like that he apologizes to johnny and like explains the situation yeah i'm like i get it i get it i don't like that johnny was like yeah man you see some guy talking to your girl it's understandable it happens to all of us no it doesn't no it doesn't shut up johnny you're the no um but they are they're all quite nice aren't they i'm getting good vibes from this gang i like they are nice and they've Um, got then ryan and johnny are sort of like vibing and becoming quite pally yeah we get the get the feeling they're from like the same ends Uh, from the same same neck of the woods yeah Stephen and i were talking about this as well so that way when you meet someone that's from anywhere remotely near you and it's like what school did you go to 
<laughs> wear boots, wear boots. Yeah, although in Scotland that can sometimes mean a slightly different thing when people ask what school you go to. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Do you know, it's funny, so... Um, I think I've, I've mentioned it once or I've mentioned it once or twice. Once or I used twice. to live in London, um, and I was there for like eight years. And not once did anyone ever ask me what football team I support, what school did I go to, what area did I grow up in. And it was, it was quite nice, quite nice yeah. to have a whole eight years with no uh, sectarianism. sectarianism. <laughs> no, it was quite nice. Yeah, in Scotland, a lot of the time, if someone's asking what school they went to, they're trying to suss out whether you're a Catholic or Protestant. Yeah, it's generally the way it goes. But these two seem to be, so Ryan went to Chino Hills, and I can't remember what Johnny says. Like, But there's no beef. Yeah, there's no beef there's at no all. Beef, which is nice. Yeah, it's quite cute. And then we cut back to Harper. Yes, I love this. Like, Summer totally took control of this situation. So... Taylor confronts her for following her and being like, what are you doing? Why are you being a weirdo? Like, you've already sunk to the lowest of the low. What's your problem? (laughs) She says, like, right, if you were shagging the teacher, why would you, like, play the the card of, like, um, if you hadn't noticed, I'm kind of close Close. to the dean. Like, what? Don't be that guy. Like, no. How to get caught on one easy lesson. But Summer turns around and is like, yeah. I'd noticed and then makes up this glorious lie about him shagging the volleyball teacher. What a move. Yeah. Such a move. I love it. <laughs> She's describing it as the look their look the look in her eyes was pure carnal satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was um I really wasn't expecting Summer to do no, that. No, neither was, was I. I it was. It. She played it well. Um, and then at the end, she's like, you have a super day. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, yes, yes, yes Summer, stick it. Definitely got the upper hand here. Yeah. Julie's over at Kirsten's, isn't she? I wonder if she got the eggs, if she got the nice fancy breakfast as well. Yeah, Julie could probably do it with a nice fancy breakfast, to be fair. But mm, only if she's been at Yoga Lattes that yeah. morning, though. <laughs> um, but Chris, um, Kirsten is showing her, you've got the close-up of the brochure, advertising Newport condos. And Kirsten's asking Julie about her plans and saying that she can offer her, help her out with some money. But again, Julie's too proud and tells her that she's not destitute. Cue. Even though she is. Yeah, she is. Um, Cue Creepy Charlotte showing up. Yeah, of course she's here. Um, did you notice in this shot, they all look really similar, yeah. like with just different coloured hair. <laughs> like they all look, it's like you three women look exactly the same. It's really weird. But this, so Julie is kind of like, right, I'm out here, bye, thanks, type thing. Not before glancing at her huge ring. Oh yeah, I saw that. Why has she not thought of this already? I'm going on about selling Louis Vuitton luggage in the Sell last the episode. Ring, Sell the ring. I know. But, um... The Kirsten then proceeds to like just spill Julie's life story yeah. to Creepy Charlotte, which as a pal, I'm like, that's not really your place. That's nah. not your story to tell, babe. That's not okay. It really is. Um, but that, I mean, I'm not saying that what unfolds is Kirsten's fault, but it is. Yeah, bad, bad Creepy Charlotte vibe. She's definitely just preying on the vulnerable, isn't she? Okay, Summer is trying to persuade Marissa again to come to the college fair. Do you not think Marissa looks peak Misha Barton Marissa here? Yes, definitely. Like when I think of what Misha Barton looks like when I was a young teenager and wanted to look like Misha Barton, yep. that's what I wanted yeah, to look that's like. that's what she sticks out. Yes, definitely. Also, Summer had a really cute dress ruined by a chunky belt like many dresses were at that time. <laughs> Do you remember? So I loved a like chunky belt. thick. Everyone did. Yeah. Oh. I rocked a thick belt right up till uni, actually. Like, was definitely still wearing a thick a thick waist belt, but, like, the ones that were, like, elasticated. Yeah, so with, they like, properly, like, corseted you in. Definitely in uni as well. I'm sure. Such a look. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, I'm sure nowadays it would look great without the belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Marissa won't go to the fair, which I think is fair play. She wants, she's sitting, she wants to do her homework, she doesn't want to go to something, and also, she is the one that's been kicked out of Newport, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't have the backup that Ryan has of um, Sandy and yeah. Kristen. But I thought it was really cute in this next scene where they're all going into the, into the fair, and it's like Seth and Summer walking along together, and then like Ryan and his mum and dad behind him, it was cute. Yeah, and Ryan says he feels like a fugitive. 
yeah. Sandy's all, you have as much as right to be here as anyone else, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. I just, um, it actually like super reminded me of applying to go to uni. Like I, I got, it brought back like quite nice warm memories of doing that, which yeah. was cute. And then the talk about Sandy says he hears that Berkeley's an excellent choice. And he says that there's very pretty girls. Is that not where Sandy went? Yeah, well, that's what he said. There's very pretty girls there too. And I was like, is that a nod to Kirsten? Did they both go to Berkeley together? Or is it, I think, you need yeah, to forget Marissa? Oh, probably both, both, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but it's sweet. And then we've got Seth and Summer at the Harvard booth. Yes. And worrying about going somewhere cold. <laughs> I mean, that's... When we were on our walk today, I was like, I am always worried about being cold. Like, in my life, there is a constant low-key hum in the back of my head being like, oh, what if it's cold? Yeah. Like, oh, what if I, I get cold? I take, every time I go, Heather, I went a walk with a hot water bottle the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and a tote bag. An inspiration. <laughs> and I need to take, like, those little hand warmers everywhere I go. I get really, I get that Reynolds, you know, when your hands go... They're so cold, you can't feel them, and they go sort of like white and yellowy. I hate being cold. Stephen thinks mm. he's like you're like a furnace constantly, so I'd much rather be warm. Do you not find this um, a constant argument? Yes. Yeah, but also from like my best friend lives in London, and she one of her main reasons for like never moving back to Glasgow is because of the weather. In terms of, oh she's yeah, like, it's just warmer down here. <laughs> it's the um, the, like the winters and stuff. Didn't like that. That part was fine. It's the I can cope with winter if I know I'm going to have a summer. Like if I know I'm going to have some yeah. like warmth to like warm my soul and I'll hold on to that for the rest of the year. What really bothers me about being home is like this, even the summer isn't really that hot. Whereas at least in London, you know, you have like a good four months of like good temperature. Yeah. And just now you know that you can't really get away anywhere. So yeah, there's that. Um, right. That's me. I've had two mentions of London this episode. I can't, I can't do a third. <laughs> People are already, already going to think I'm a dickhead, so let's not. Not at all. Um, but they, they see the Dean and Taylor having an argument and she is like, that is because I set that up. That's why they're doing it. And Seth is still being like, mm, I don't believe you. Meh, meh, meh. And she storms off. She's like, I'm going to get you proof. She like storms off to storms off to get her proof and prove him wrong, which I like to hear. And then we've got Ryan again assessing his career choices which yeah I like this bit which will reveal no spoilers etc I was like ah oh. oh, so, yeah. okay that's good yes. well yeah because it's cute because he goes up and the guy's like oh what do, what do you want to do what do you want to study and he's like oh I don't really know and then Sandy and Kirsten are really nurturing and they're like yes, oh well he's studying sweet. this like he showed prominence at this and then the guy's like oh maybe you could like go into architecture and it's just like a really nice moment like I always think of like the miniature moments that you're like, oh, if that conversation hadn't happened, would I be doing what I'm doing? Would I do this? Would have this? Have, would yeah, I have met that person? Like, and that feels like one of those moments where you're like, if they hadn't put A and B, um, one and two together and got two, yeah. like, would that have happened? It does feel like quite cute. a pivotal moment for them. So that's sweet. <laughs> and then the Dean, <gasps> the Dean walks in and Sandy whips round and walks over to him. And I was like, yes, Sandy, whip, dish out some whoopers, get him told. Yep. Um, and he does he gives him a like has such a go and is like what are you doing you're ruining my son's life like is it really worth it yes he's made a mistake but it's ruining his entire future you're killing like, his one punishment. shot yeah exactly and obviously obviously Ryan overhears um, and then he kind of storms it's not really a storms off but like he walks off purposefully and sadly yeah, and you just know what's coming next, don't you? Seth's got, Seth's got the coffee on um, and he goes into Ryan's room and everybody thinks that Ryan's done a runner because <laughs> that's what Ryan does. Yeah, when he says, I thought you might have gone greyhound. <laughs> so that's quite funny. <laughs> um, but he's not. He's still there. He was just in the shower. Um, and Seth's like, yeah, I thought you would have done a bunk because of like what happened. And he's so chill about it, Ryan. He's just like, it's fine. Nobody in my family finished high school, yeah. let alone went to college. Like, it's fine. And it feels like such a defense mechanism, like almost like hiding embarrassment, hiding disappointment yeah. by being like, well, my expectations are at zero. So it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So he's done with school. He's cancelled the chitter. And he asks Seth just to lie for him and say that he's at the library. And Seth just looks a bit stunned. 
I think that he's giving yeah. up so easy. And he's like, and then what? <laughs> and it's mm. a valid point. Like, yeah. I was actually, who was I was telling me? Maybe I read it somewhere that you might know more about this actually that um, people's brains when they are teenagers can't actually handle like consequences like they can't fizz like that part of your brain isn't fully formed when you are a teenager it's not actually yeah. fully formed until you're 25 so like of course he's not not thinking about the future because his brain can't figure that out yet it doesn't yeah. know how to do that it's interesting you should say that because the higher English paper, maybe about four years ago, was on, you always get two papers and sometimes they have, it's maybe two passages, like from a broadsheet newspaper on the same topic, but conflicting ideas. And that one was on voting and it was about oh. giving like 16 year olds the vote. And there was a lot of stuff um, in it about how the teenage brain isn't well developed enough and it isn't developed enough to handle not being taken in by also, you know, like not just a sponge making your own decisions and thinking critically, yeah. etc. So that's about the extent of what I know from that, from marking that paper eight million times. <laughs> See, when you were talking about, so like higher English is like our like school exams, like the big exam you do before you leave school. And see, when you were talking about that, I was like, oh yeah, I haven't thought about that in a very long time. And I'm getting like NAM style flashbacks <laughs> to higher When you were like, there's two parts. And I'm like, oh my God, I remember. I'm getting sweaty hands thinking about it. <laughs> that's how I feel about maths every time a kid mentions it. Oh, so yeah there he phones marissa and then we cut to marissa picking up the phone at school being like what are you doing this is insane and then she talks to johnny about it her new new bff johnny the only thing i have to say about this scene flipped over ponytails that kind of look like a bun but are kind of a ponytail such a look yeah they're cute i think i'm gonna bring it back yeah i'm gonna wear it the next time i go running I think I might have a sort of one in just now. My hair's so short you can't see it, but yeah, that tends oh, yeah, to be my, it is. Cause mine's, it, my hair one. isn't long enough for a, a decent ponytail, so I've always my got a little baby bun. My hair is too long at the moment. Look, look at this. Look. Oh, yes. Are you one of those Still people bun. when you run, Heather, that like you have the ponytail and it swishes? I look like a horse. It's not okay. And then it's too thick to put in a bun because then the bun just falls right. down. So I'm cursed looking like a horse this while I run. This stresses me when I see people running like that. And I say to Stephen, why don't they just put it in a bun? It must be really annoying swishing about. But I guess if you've got it thick hair. It is really hair. annoying. And it, yeah, so if you put it in a bun, it just falls down. And then you have to fix your hair. And that's mm. more annoying. Yeah. So I have started putting it in a low ponytail though. But then I kind of look like a boy with a bowl cut and uh. um, so you know it's it's an endless battle um being a woman <laughs> yes sure um so yeah let's head over to the condo because i thought this scene was really interesting and this is not what i thought was going to happen so julie turns up to this beautiful condo which looks sneakily like sandy's old office oh it does you know that is a similar, fair point yeah um and the Seller lady, what would you call that? Estate agent estate is agent. there, and Julie is all like, "Oh my god, I love it!" Like, do you take cash? Obviously, she's pondering, and uh, the estate agent is like, "Oh, there's been a confusion. Like, I've actually got another one for you. This is a four bed. Basically, you can't afford this." Yeah, I didn't understand this. I wasn't sure. So was that just where they were meeting or had Julie already seen that and had she already been to see her or was it just the fact that she misinterpreted what condo it was? Yeah, she just misunderstood right. which condo okay. it was. Um, so yeah, the, the condo the woman actually looked out for her was a smaller one, a two bed for her and her daughter and In not this garden, beautiful four bed. And Julie was like, no, this is not what I wanted. And then she gets embarrassed because Charlotte turns up Ugh. and it was Charlotte who was meant to be seeing the big fancy one. And then Julie kind of does a runner. Yeah. Gets out of there. And we then cut to Harbour School. Cool. Where Summer is writing a letter, not a petition, yeah. to get Ryan back, and she is going to try and expose the Dean and Taylor to get leverage to get Ryan back yeah. in, which is she has quite a, a decent plan to be fair. A cunning plan. Yeah. Sorry, Kelly. Come on now. Um, what do you want? <laughs> Look at those eyes. <laughs> If you just wanted to say hi, that's fine. Who is that voice? Okay, sure. 
let's just keep going. <laughs> I'll edit the putting out of this yeah. episode. Um, so then we cut to the Cohen kitchen and we have Kirsten on the phone to the tutor and we find out that she's calling to get like her last paycheck or something. Yeah, her final paycheck. Ryan has said she no longer he no longer requires what services were there anyway we didn't really see any homeschooling going on (laughs) services Um, I thought Sandy and Kirsten would have been madder than this I think if I was a parent I would be madder at this like dropping out of high school sure but like doing it and not telling them I thought they would have been a raging yeah and then obviously Seth has lied for him so I think they make some kind of comment that one's a liar and well once dropped out of high school yeah. or whatever. To be honest, they're probably at their wits end. They've had quite a few months off it. They're probably, here we go. Here we go. Another yeah. rigmarole oh. to have to deal with. But Johnny found Ryan in this next scene, hasn't he? He's turned yes. up at the diner because they have the best burgers. Best burgers. And he conveniently hooks him up with a job fishing with his uncle. Weird. A weird flex. At this point, I was like, where the fuck is this storyline going? Yeah. Like, this is so random. It's very random. Although, I think there's good money in fishing, isn't there? There is when it's good, but I think it's getting it good is quite yeah. tricky. So we've got... I get really bad travel sickness, so it's not a job oh, yeah, for me. It would not be a job for me. I hate fish. Ugh. Um, but, yeah, so Ryan's got a job. Johnny's hooked him up. And then we go back to the Cohen kitchen again. And we've got Ryan's not there. No, he's not home for tea. Not home for tea. He's late. And Seth discussing all the things that he could have done. Joined the Foreign Legion, joined a cult, um, taking place in a mass marriage, been drinking Kool-Aid from brand new sneakers. So sure. many sick things. I was like, okay, Weird. Seth, yep. But then we've got Ryan that enters with his Guardian release form. Oof. Yes. Which, right, ta- like... <laughs> If you were going to drop out of high school and you wanted like your parents to sign a release form so you can go and be a fisherman, whatever, why would you do that all in one go? Why wouldn't you have the conversation, I'm dropping out of college or um, school, and then maybe two days later when, you know, they're a little bit calmer, be like, I've got a plan for a job here. Can you sign my guardian release form? You know, don't just throw it all in one, guys. Yeah, it's a lot, especially considering how long these seasons are. You could have <laughs> a few episodes at least. Come on, I need I need some breathing room between yeah. bad news, guys. But Sandy signs it. Um, I'm not. I wasn't surprised that Sandy signed it. Yeah, I know. You can, I suppose you can see his flex where he's going with it. He's sort of lived this experience. He sees Ryan's point of view, and I think he's just letting him make decisions for himself, which is really what he's been trying to get him to do for the last wee while so yeah yeah and then we cut to ryan going to the fishing boat meeting who presume is johnny's uncle and he'd have just written boat chat who knows (laughs) (laughs) it's a full-time job it's hard work and it's three weeks at sea and it leaves tomorrow at sunset dramatic yep dramatic it's like the same as that not when jimmy was due to pay his money oh yeah it's always at sunset always going down at sunset in those docks um sandy's been surfing i was so happy to see this me too self-care sandy like he's self-care Sandy. he's back surfing he's not only surfing he's soul searching um yeah this was cute and he's not going to stop brian he's going to let him see it out and then i thought it was quite funny when kirsten said would you let seth do this and he's like well yeah we did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like yeah it's different because we knew he was coming back yeah. i was like have some faith in your son Didn't come on school. yeah um but i quite like the idea that they're like we need to let him get there on his own like i think that's important like even for younger people to like let yeah. them figure it out in their own he's got to find himself on that fishing boat um i've written down wait where's he oh that's what happened i was like what have i written down here marissa turns up and ah, obviously yeah. they're talking about ryan leaving but she doesn't know yet and then they're like oh we should throw him like a catch later dinner and she's like where's he going and it's so awkward she doesn't know (laughs) so awkward yeah i sometimes feel that ryan and marissa don't really let each other in on too many things considering they're a couple she just casually oh sorry didn't make breakfast i live with summer now 
in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, texting was a thing. Like, yeah, they must have sidekicks. <laughs> Communication is key, guys. Just communicate with each other. Uh. Um, right, Summer's <laughs> letter sounds whack. Like, it sounds awful. Yeah, there's some terrible similes in there. Um, so bad. Uh, but then again, I imagine that... I don't imagine... Yeah, Dean Hess is a bit creepy and slimy, so... <laughs> who knows what his I'd point love would it be if, like. Um, the rescue the rescue face by copy well plagiarizing from a tv show plagiarizing in general what if the person's seen it so yeah. what if she sends this letter to taylor and taylor's like i know that's the season finale the of the valley what's going on here but alas seth has a better idea and he's turned up with his own sidekick he's got a pink sparkly diamante phone and they are going to invite her to the infamous Mermaiden. Yeah, I was thinking about this. So do you think that they're just going to text her and be like, oh, hey, it's the Dean here. Got a new Fancy number. Here's my new number. Because obviously he's texting <laughs> from his sidekick, you know, so. New number, who this? Yeah. What if he gets, what if she's getting messages from both? That's true. Unless Seth is stole. No. No. Clearly Josh yeah. Schwartz didn't think about that. No. But it works. So they're inviting Taylor to the Mermaid in Newport's very own Den of Sin. I found it really funny. It was like, even if we've got, maybe if we've got some yeah. time, you know, <laughs> every boy ever, every boy ever. It's like, no, now is not the time. No, there is not, not time. <laughs> Bless him. Um, Marissa's early for <laughs> Ryan's going away party. And she this is, is raging. so awkward. Yeah. yeah. Understandably so. Oh no, totally. I think it's just been interesting because recently Marissa has been really calm and quite like, cool and composed regardless of what's been thrown at her which has been like a shitload in a few episodes yeah but i think this is her just finally like fuck this yeah it's totally like the straw that breaks the camel's back yeah. she goes like she you just see marissa from season two like yeah. heavily in this episode yeah. um I love the fact that Ryan's like, I was going to tell you, there wasn't a good time. There's never a good time. Just there isn't. You need to do it. There's You'd also much probably, rather... yeah, we're probably talking about 12 hours have passed or something as well, you know, <laughs> as they see. I feel with these things as well, you'd much rather hear it from the person than hear it from somebody else. Yeah. So. Yeah. And his reasoning is that he needs to make a change. And I need you to understand. And it's like, you can't ask that of someone. That's not fair. No, that's something... I would say that's something you maybe discuss together, but again, they are 16, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that, that fact. Yeah. Um, as someone whose partner does work at sea a lot of the time. Um, oh, my God, is yeah. Stephen a He's not a captain of a pirate ship? <laughs> that's what I like to tell people. Um, <laughs> no, he's a hydrographic surfer. Still don't really Sexy. know what that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he does. It involves being on boats in the middle of the ocean, like all over the world for anything from like three to seven weeks at a time. So, Oh man, yeah. that's quite a big thing to know that that's what your life is going to be like. Yeah, but I did, I did sign up for it. You know, yeah. it's always been, I'd never really known him to do anything other. But yeah, at 16, I don't know how well I would have taken that. If... <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. At 16, if my boyfriend was like, oh, I'm a wee for, like, a wee for three weeks, I'd be like, cool, see you, yeah, yeah. bye, single now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not hanging about. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yes, um, so you can see it from both sides. Right. Creepy Charlotte's at the Mermaid Inn, obviously, because she actually lives next door to Julie Cooper, but Julie doesn't know that. Mm. I love the scene where it cuts to Julie in her room and she can't open a beer. <laughs> do you not think this is really reminiscent of when her sister came for her, was it her Hindu in season yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like old sort of trailer trash Julie as she was describing her. Um, and I feel, yeah, it must have been quite difficult for her to think, oh, I'm back here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but comical nonetheless. Yeah. Creepy Charlotte knocks on the door and she's like, oh, can I come in? And Julie's like, mm, no, you wouldn't want to. And no. no. <laughs> and then Creepy Charlotte conveniently offers her a condo. What? <laughs> like what? How? <laughs> How? So many questions. How? So if Charlotte has bought this condo, so see in America, do you just say I quite like just put on a nice outfit go to a viewing and they don't like credit check you or anything and just offer yeah. you yeah where's that a like, month turnaround for the mortgage like yeah. 
Who am I saying? It's up to three months at the moment, guys. Getting a mortgage, oh. mortgage is taking forever at the moment. Wild. Um, but yeah, I just didn't. And also, if a complete stranger came up to you and was like, I've bought you a house, you would be like, fuck off. Like, you've met no. her twice for about maybe a minute in total, like two thirty seconds. We could probably figure this out exactly from yeah. <laughs> the episode timing. Like, it's just totally insane. And Julie should know. Yeah, and Julie even says, yeah. like, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Or a free condo. Or a free condo. But creepy Charlotte knows what it's like to fall on hard times. So obviously that makes it okay and she can just take the condo. Yeah. Bizarre. Sure. Uh, a weird setup, but we're going to go along yeah. that road anyway. It's we'll fine. there. Um, and then we cut to Seth's room. I love when it cuts to Seth's room because he has so many, like, really cute, nostalgic band posters I really like he's got the modest mouse and he's got the Walkman and yeah but I didn't even notice that all oh, I noticed yeah. was the old MacBook oh yeah I noticed the that old Mac yeah when Ryan was always um, sitting at it the Mac computer. yeah that's all I noticed but we yeah. used to have them in school yeah was... gosh you remember um yeah and then Ryan poses sorry Seth poses a question to Ryan what if they let you back in would that change your mind if he got back into school and then he says, because we have a plan, which Ryan just sort of brushes off and says, come on, let's just get this over with, presumably meaning the dinner. Cut to Marissa. Let's just get this over with. Yeah. Same thing. Um, sitting in the car, waiting to go in. Um, this, <laughs> this dinner is the most tense thing yeah. I've ever experienced. Yeah, I've written down. It's t- awful. Tense noodle shots. <laughs> so many tense noodle shops um and then sandy is like trying to make conversation and it's like oh this pad thai is great like this is gonna save us loads on a takeaway and she's oh. like oh well you know it's tofu it's not instead of prawns and marissa being oh the my God. sulky teenager she is is like oh thanks i've really gone off seafood yeah she's not even like passag i think she's just like aggressive just ag, yeah <laughs> And then, um, who is it? Kirsten's like, so tell us about the captain. Again, more small talk. And <laughs> This is so funny. <laughs> Marissa makes a joke about, like, yeah. a peg leg and a parrot. <laughs> it's so good. Summer's just like, I love parrots. They're super cute. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, you can do the next bit. <laughs> what? Polly with a cracker. <laughs> Right, I am an awkward human being and I do some awkward things sometimes, but a full-blown paca is yeah. not in my repertoire. But it's also hilarious. Why does no one laugh? They all just look at her. <laughs> if you wanted to lighten the mood, she gave you the like, opt- like the time opportunity and they just totally patch it. You do get a tiny moment of Seth like laughing, but like silent laughing, just being like, it's really good. Oh man. But it's so funny. I totally am um, there's so many times where I'm like, I don't really understand why Seth and Summer are together and then she does things like that. And yeah. I'm like, that is hilarious. <laughs> They're good. They're good. And then we find out that well, Johnny's uncle got him the job. Cute raging Marissa. Yep. And she says that she's going to leave because she's just ruining it for everyone and Seth's like, You will. Actually you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and then Ryan runs after her. Cue Summer's purse buzzing and she tells Taylor's taking the bait. Oh, it's so good. I love it when like running themes, like because it's bait and yeah. we're talking about fish. I like it when things like that happen. Yeah. There's probably a technical term for it, but I like it. Yeah. And Ryan wants to talk to Marissa and she basically just says, don't leave. And then <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we're at the pool house and Ryan is packing. Yep, packing light. Um, I can't remember whether Sandy or um, Kirsten is like, this isn't the answer to your problems. Um, And Ryan goes back to this like, um, when you come from my family. And I like the fact that Sandy shuts it down and is like, we're We're your family. family. Like, stop it. Like, obviously you can't erase like past trauma but it's also there does come a point where you have to accept that you're in a safe space and like where you are now is not where you were they just need to get rid of all those grey hoodies because that burn them yeah burn burn the hoodies Um, the choker is long gone so why are the hoodies still here (laughs) 
And then he says, like, he's not an Atwood, but he's not a Cohen. He doesn't know what he is, um, which is actually yeah. really quite sad. But Sandy and Kirsten tell him that the door's always open and then they'll have a little hug, which is yeah. pretty somber. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, jo- Johnny surfing in his little uh, wetsuit with um, Dennis. Yeah. Oh, I thought, like, Marissa's acting, or Misha Barton's acting here was absolutely terrible. She's raging great. for about... 10 seconds um, yeah. and she says to Johnny that he's ruining his life and then she's like oh no I understand why you did that and then she, Johnny says did you tell him how you feel and she said no and Johnny says he knows where Ryan is well how many places can the boats be anyway and <laughs> they, do you know the thing um, that I just um is it that she's a bad actress or is it bad writing? Because I feel it's probably a happy combination of the two. Because I just feel like that conversation, she wouldn't be that pally with Johnny that quickly. They've only been at school together, like, what, a week? Two weeks? Yeah, like, where's, yeah. Johnny and Marissa being that pally this quickly isn't really believable. But no, Johnny is going to take her to find Ryan before he goes so that she can tell him how she really feels. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and then we cut to Julie and Cece at the condo where Cece whips out a bottle of champagne. Yeah, creepy, Char- creepy Charlotte. Creepy alcoholic Charlotte. <laughs> she's been in rehab whipping out. She's like, oh, I'll have water for you. Like yes. at that point, surely Julie would be like, mm, that's weird. Yeah, I think she does hesitate, but then I think she's like, hmm, champagne, condo. I'll take Sounds this free nice. lunch in condo, yeah. Yeah. And then she's the way to get the glasses, and then Charlotte makes a phone call and says she's in. It's a equally creepy Glenn. Um, Is that his yeah, name? He's Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it in such a Scottish voice, like Glenn, Glenn. <laughs> um, to tell Glenn that she's in. And yeah, I have no. What? How do they have? Where did the deposit come from? This? What? Anyway, that's just totally going off at a tangent none of these things ever make sense as we know <laughs> so pretty short scene and then we get to the docks we're at the boat and marissa's going to tell ryan how she really feels i thought this was going to be like a nice how she feels like i love you and i'm sorry and <laughs> i'll be here when you get back and it's literally the opposite of that it's literally saying um you're doing what my dad did running away never really helped you're a coward yeah um, yeah it was pretty epic <laughs> Fair play, Marissa's really getting, I think she's got a lot of built up rage about various things. Understandably, I thought she handled her dad leaving in the way he did it really pretty remarkably. So it's a bit of a shame that her 16-year-old boyfriend's bearing the brunt of it, but hey-ho. Yeah. Right, let's get to the mermaid in, because this is the best part. Mm. Um, Seth's peeping out the window, creeping out the window. (laughs) Do you drive? Yes. What kind of car do you drive? And a Ford Focus. Fine, that's fine. Oh my God, <laughs> I have, I've got this written down too. <laughs> I have a running theory that people who drive minis can't fucking drive. Well, see, I've written down, because I was like, oh, of course Taylor drives a mini. But I think if Taylor was around now and she wasn't as Orange County and maybe like a little more, I don't know, just normal working class, <laughs> she would have a Fiat 500s. Oh, yeah. She would have, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the wee coo car. Um, <laughs> as much as I love Fiat 500s, I think they're so nice, but they just do get the stick of being associated. Said, yeah. There was also um, minis when I was at school going into that, like, when you're passing your test, when you're, like, 16, 17, um, loads, of, uh, <laughs> loads of people near me who went to, like, Giffnock and Merrin's Castle um, drove minis as well. I think I've just got, like, unresolved, like, trauma <laughs> of, like, people who were, like, posh near me that um, yeah, had nice minis. expensive cars. Yeah. yeah. Here was me and my wee Nissan Micra living my best life. Oh, I had to be Ford K. Okay. Oh, was it really was? Um. So Taylor turns up in her mini. How she got in that space, we'll never know. Um. And she opens the door. Well, Summer opens the door and says, "Hey, skank," and then goes into this big speech and is basically like, "You're busted." Oh, so um, good. <laughs> we have demands. Oh. And then Taylor quite rightly is like, "No one's going to believe you. Like, you don't have any proof. What's your thing?" <laughs> 
summer is just like are you willing to bet your reputation on that because I've got a big mouth and I've got a lot of pals and yeah. I will tell everyone what's been happening unless you tell Sandy what's been going on yeah I have so many issues with where this goes but it's a pretty good plan mm-hmm. and then oh, this next scene I'm just like what on earth like this would never happen and no what did right we'll talk through the scene first and then I'll get your views on it and what it makes <laughs> us think about our beloved Sandy I know right um so Sandy turns up at the dean's office turns out it's a Sunday um so the, the dean is like oh must be serious if you want to talk on a Sunday um <laughs> the dean is like let's talk man to man and Sandy says a picture is worth a thousand words and basically says that he's got pictures yeah. of him and Taylor snogging, shagging, whatever. Child porn. Um, yeah, which, yeah. Would be, and yeah, then she's a, a minor. She's a minor. And then he tries to flip it around and be like, oh, she's an aggressive girl. Oh. She forced herself on me like they all fucking do. Um, and then Sandy's like, she's told me everything. Um, so he's basically blackmailing the Dean um, to let Ryan back in, have a clean slate and get out of town. This is not Sandy Cohen. No, this is not okay. There's also like, I don't know if it's different in America, but there's definitely like a duty of care. There's such a duty of care. Yeah. Like who's thinking about Taylor in this situation? Nobody. You just think if you're, I don't know, so say my dad was to find out that one of my teachers were involved with like one of my friends, a child, a child the same age as his daughter, but he's going to use that to manipulate it to suit him you know yeah. I just thought that's really messed up and then you're also just sending this predator who's clearly unhinged onto another uh-huh. school to do the same thing with somebody else yeah he's basically get on craigslist and find a job away from here Ugh. I just think no, it, okay. th- it didn't really didn't sit right with I mean you could understand maybe Julie doing this yeah like but, if it was a do you know even if it was a Kirsten move I'd be like sure maybe but but I yeah, know. I just think Sandy's moral compass is just totally skewed in this episode. It's very, it just wasn't believable that he would have gone with this plan. No. And if you ever find yourself uh, discovering that a teacher is having an affair with a student, <laughs> this is exactly what not to do. Yeah. Exactly yeah. what not to do. Oh. You tell the police straight away. I can't believe we've had to explain that, but yeah. it's probably good we have. Definitely. So is this the last of the Dean? Hopefully. Don't really like how it's been tied up, but yeah. At least he's out. At least he's out here. (laughs) Marissa's crying in the diner, of course. Yep. And Seth and Summer come in to tell them about their life-changing scam. um, But we're too late. It sucks. And then we've got the Kurayan, Return of the (laughs) Not-So-Ancient Mariner. I like that joke. Yeah. I hated that. We did that poem at uni, The Rhyme of the Ancient yeah. Manor. And I hated it then, but I appreciated this joke. Yeah. It's just you appreciate jokes because you're like, I know what that is. <laughs> uni came in handy for something. <laughs> yes, that four year degree came in handy for yeah. one joke for the OC. Oh, Heather, if you'd have been, maybe if you were watching at the time, it would have matched up. Oh my God. Yeah, Perfect topical. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so he comes in and oh. he's like, I don't know where my future is, but I know it's with you. And, and Steph's like, I like that. No, it's, no, it's gross. Yeah, it's See, not if one of my friends, like if my boyfriend said that to me when I was 16, I would have been like, oh. Yeah, but then if my, yeah, if my friends said that to each other in front of me, oh. even if they said it now out with a wedding, I'd be like, ew, you guys are gross. Stop it. Yeah. Get a oh. room. But they talk about, so they all seem pretty happy that Ryan's getting back in. Um, yeah. Quite frankly, I would have maybe discussed it a bit. How did you get, oh, well, by the way, like, Taylor's shagging the Dean, because that's pretty juicy gossip. That's the goss, right? Yeah. Um, but Ryan seems, oh, brilliant, I'm getting let back in. And then it sort of hits them that, oh, well, this doesn't solve the problem that Marissa isn't. But again, Marissa does seem quite resigned to her fate, and she makes the joke that, her fate was backed by the whole of the community rather than just the dean. Yeah. And and plus, public yeah. school isn't so bad. Yeah, she's definitely digging our new school and our new pals, isn't she? Yeah. 
cute, everyone on the beach having a little walk along, Seth telling Ryan all the other jobs he could have done other than, uh, I was going to say firefighter, but it, was a, it wasn't, it was fisherman. a fisherman. That would yeah. mean a very different story. Uh, a bullfighter. I could see Ryan as a bounty hunter, actually. Yeah, definitely. And the one they finish on, obviously, is a fluffer. And then Summer's like, what's a fluffer? <laughs> oh. And then, although I liked when he said, oh, what about a coward? Because that's what Marissa called <laughs> yeah. him. And she's just a bit like, oh, maybe I was a little harsh. <laughs> no. Anyway, scene. Finn. Yep. The end of that episode. Next time. What the, what the fuck is Creepy Charlotte up to? Where is that going? I feel like I've said that every episode for four episodes now. Yeah, she's obviously thinks... Can I tell you where I think I remember it going without revealing too much? I don't know, can you? I think so. If I've got a feeling that Glenn comes into it more. I feel that he's maybe involved. He becomes more directly involved in the scamming. You know, I don't know if that's through hmm. Julie or Kirsten or Sandy... But in my head, this definitely maybe plays out like that. Could be wrong, so yeah. But then it could really go anywhere, as I know it's shown. Yeah, <laughs> I'm finding this so hard. Like in the in the first couple of series, when it was like next time, I could make a guess. Whereas I feel like the end of every episode now, I'm like, I have no idea, guys. But again, it's kind of come to a nice conclusion. Ryan's back at harbour. Everyone's getting on with school there. Marissa's at her school. You know, everything seems fine there. Like, clearly something bad's going to happen to cause drama and yeah. catastrophe. But, like, I have no vision of what that could be. <laughs> Maybe, imagine it was, like, Johnny's raging at Marissa because his uncle's raging at him because Ryan lasted half an hour <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> that would be a great story, like. <laughs> yeah. Just one episode focused um. on that. <laughs> But yeah, no, we've got, so we've got Creepy Charlotte, we've got Ryan, how he's going to be accepted by the student body. We've now also got Taylor, who doesn't have the Dean anymore. Yeah. So she's lost her leverage there. So who knows how that could impact on her character. She might become a more likable character. (laughs) No, don't care what happens to Taylor. Taylor's a dick. Yeah. Um, So we've got that to contend with. Um... And yeah, Kirsten still, I suppose we forget, Kirsten's only been at a rehab for like one episode. True, that's true. Sandy's been for one surf, so that's good. And the Newport um, trip, where's that going? That's a valid point. So yeah, there's, there's a few point. few ways it could go. There's, I mean, yeah. there's still like another 23 yeah, episodes. Sure yes. Yeah. Maybe not 23, there's still 20-ish episodes well, left. So we well, we know how it ends, so we know we need to know how we get there. I forgot that happens at the end of this series so in case you've not in case you're not a regular listener I haven't seen the OC um, but the one spoiler I do know is the big the big thing that happens at the end of season 3 I know about that because I accidentally saw it on telly at a friend's party when I was like 17 yeah someone that doesn't watch the OC went to a season 3 finale party (laughs) I did as you do I just went for the boys and the booze Jane just (laughs) went for the boys and the booze Um, cool listener of the week Take it away, Jane. Du, 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 the start of the week. Du, 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 du. <laughs> I'm definitely getting better Episode at it. five. You are. Episode five. She's got her own solo. I've not, I've not been able to listen back as yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you're enjoying Jane's dulcet tones, let us know. <laughs> Our listener of the week this week is John Walker. He is the host of the Scots Abroad podcast. Um, we've been chatting quite a lot he's been getting in touch because he was starting from the start um, he's had a lot to say about Anna he forgot about Anna how is dare he f- I, I know John John's my friend from school I think if it's what? the same John Walker yeah that's really funny I went Your to school with John pal. yeah well, he's very chatty Oh, that's, I'll need to listen to John's podcast, so that's good to know. We, yeah, I've, it's, it's on my to-do list. You have seen my lengthy, lengthy to-do list, Jane, but it's on yeah. my to-do list. No, he did message um, me about um, the podcast, but I hadn't realised that he also had a podcast. So yeah, we'll definitely be giving that a go. It's a good process. Um, but yeah, he's at season one. He's been <laughs> remembering Anna, and then he clicked on her socials and oh, realised the woman yeah. that plays Anna is a mad raging Trump fan. Saws about that. Spoiler alert. Um, and then he's been sending us some nice pictures of handsome Sandy, which 
I always nice. appreciate. Oh, I need to log into the socials. Have we have we look? If you would like to get in touch, we are at Never Seen the OC on Twitter and Instagram. You can rate and review us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, all that jazz. We are we love a chat in the DMs. Like it's one of our favourite things. We've got a nice People little are community. So nice. They are. They're lovely. Yeah, so it's great to chat with you, especially at the moment. Like I think a lot of people are feeling a bit, a bit lonely, a bit weird, a bit all over the place because of the old, uh, the old yeah. Rona, the old Corona. Um, so yeah, um, we're obviously not trained professionals, but yeah. if you'd like some light-hearted chat about Sandy Cohen's eyebrows, we're here for that all day, every day. Yeah, and also um, shout out to Cheryl who slid into my DMs to tell me that my laugh is infectious, which is hands down the <laughs> nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. So. <laughs> Cheryl, you never say nice things like that to me. What's I mean, I've heard editing, but infectious, I'll take it, yeah. <laughs> I've actually noticed that my laugh is more and more starting to sound exactly like my mum's, which is oh, quite terrifying. I get that a lot, yeah. I feel I'm quite like my mum in mannerisms. Mm. Scary stuff. If only I was turning into Sandy Cohen. Oh, if only. We can only dream. One day if I keep uh, keep encouraging my eyebrows to grow in length and get on that surfboard (laughs) (laughs) i feel for girls getting on surfboards and that tone is definitely a different thing yeah okay on that note um, (laughs) see you next time bye bye